Section twenty four of the Freedman's Book by Lydia Maria Child. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Rady, a true story of a little hunchback by Mattie Griffith. I want to tell you a story of a poor little slave girl who lived and died away down south. This little girl's name was Rachel, but they used to call her Rady. She was a hunchback and a dwarf with an ugly black face coarse and irregular features, but a low, pleasant voice and nice manners. Nobody ever scolded Rady, for she never deserved it. She always did her work, the little that was assigned her, with a cheerful heart and willing hand. This work was chiefly to gather up little bits of chips in baskets, or collect shavings from the carpenter's shops, and take them to the cabins or the great kitchen, where they were used for kindling fires. She had a sweet, gentle spirit, and a low, cheery laugh that charmed everybody. Even the white folks who lived up at the great house loved her, and somehow felt better when she was near. Rady used to go out into the fields on summer days, or in the early spring, and pick the first flowers. Later in the season she caught the butterflies or grasshoppers, but she never hurt them. She would look at the bright spangled wings of the butterflies, or the green coats of the pretty chirping grasshoppers, with an eye full of admiration, and she always seemed sorry when she gave them up. The lambs used to run to her and eat from her hands. If she went into the park, the deer came to her side lovingly, and the young fawns sported and played around her. No one harmed Rady, or expected harm from her. Poor little hunchback! Many an idle traveller has paused in his slow wanderings to listen to her song, as she sat on the wayside stump, knitting stockings for the work-people, and singing old snatches of songs, and airs that bring back to the heart glimpses of the paradise of our lost childhood. No broad-throated robin ever poured out a wilder, fuller gush of melody than the songs of this untaught child. Little Rady's days were passed in the same even routine, without thought or chance of change. Up at the house they loved her, and her young mistresses used to supply her with cast-off ribbons and shawls and fancy trappings from their own wardrobes, which she prized very much, delighting to deck out her odd little person with these old fineries. Once, as she sat singing on an old style and knitting a stocking, a rough sort of gentleman, driving by in his neat little Tilbury, stopped and listened to Rady's song. When he looked at the strange child, he felt a little shocked, but he called out in a loud voice, "'Hello, Dumpy Blackie, here's a fit for your song,' and he tossed her a small coin. "'Take that and give me another song.' The child was pleased with the gift, took it up from where it had rolled on the ground at her feet, and soon began another of her wild little ditties. As she sang on, she forgot the exact words, and put in some of her own, which harmonized just as well with the air. The stranger was so much pleased that he gave her another fip, and called for another song, and still another. At length he asked the child to whom she belonged. She told him that she belonged to her old master. "'And what is your old master's name?' asked the gentleman. 
Rady, who had never been two miles beyond the borders of the plantation, laughed, thinking it a fine joke that anybody should not know the name of her old master, for to her he was the most important personage in the world. So she only laughed and shook her head derisively in answer. "'Will you not tell me his name?' again asked the stranger. But the child smiled still more incredulously, so the gentleman deemed it best to follow her home, which he accordingly did, and found that Colonel Williams, a rich old planter, was the owner of this little melodious blackbird. The stranger alighted and asked to see Colonel Williams. After a little conversation he proposed to buy Rady from her master. Colonel Williams had never thought of selling the little deformity. He kept her on the place more through charity than aught else. The extent of her musical genius was unappreciated, and even unknown to him, but as she was a happy little creature, much liked by all the family, and was only a trifling expense, he had never thought of parting with her. Now, however, when a handsome price was offered, she assumed something like importance and interest in his eyes. He called her into the house, and she obeyed with great alacrity, coming in neatly dressed with a fresh white apron and sundry bits of bright-coloured ribbons tied round her head and neck. "'Give us one of your best songs, Rady,' said her master. The girl broke out in a wild, warbling strain, clear, bird-like, and musical, filling the long room with gushes of melody until the lofty arches echoed and re-echoed with the wild notes. When she had finished, the enthusiastic stranger exclaimed, "'That throat is a mint of gold!' And so little hunchback Rady sang song after song, until she exhausted herself, when her master sent her off to the slave quarters, where she continued her ditties out under the broad, soft light of the low-hanging southern moon." The gentlemen sat up late that night, talking upon different subjects, but before they parted it was arranged that the stranger should buy Rady at the high price he offered. The next morning, long before the sun rose, little Rady was up, walking through the quarter. She stooped down to look at every drop of dew that glittered and sparkled on the green leaves and shrubs and when the great round golden sun began to creep up the eastern sky and set it all ablaze with red and gold and purple clouds glorious as the pavilion of the prophet rady's little spirit danced within her and broke forth in hymns of music such as the wise men long ago eighteen hundred years past sang at the foot of a little manger in a stable in bethlehem of judea the child was too young and ignorant to know the meaning of the emotions which fluttered and set on fire her own soul, but she was none the less happy for this ignorance. God is very good. As Rady wandered on, singing to herself, she grew so happy that the rush of passionate fervor half frightened her. Tears came to her eyes and choked the song in her throat. She paused in her walk and seated herself on a little rock that lay in one corner of the quarter. As she sat there alone, she continued to sing and weep, wherefore she could not tell. By and by the great rusty bell of the quarter rang out from its hoarse iron tongue, 
the morning summons for the slaves to assemble ragged tattered unshorn and unshaven dirty ill and angry-looking the negroes men women and children in large numbers collected in the quarter-yard where the overseer an ugly harsh white man with a pistol in his belt knife at his side and whip in hand stood to call the roll at the mention of each name a slave came forward saying with a bow here i am massa Rady, who had no particular work to do went limping on past the place of the roll-call when she saw her master and the strange gentleman coming toward her she did not however notice them they were talking together quite earnestly and looking at her her master shouted out stop Rady, come this way she obeyed the order with pleasing readiness Rady, said the master how do you like this gentleman the child smiled but made no answer in words the master also smiled as he added he thinks that you sing very prettily and he has bought you he will be very kind and good to you and as soon as you have had breakfast you must get your things ready to go off with him here is a present for you and he tossed her a bright shining silver coin the child seized the money but did not seem to comprehend her master's words to be sold to her implied some sort of disgrace or hardship which she did not think she deserved besides she had always lived on the old plantation she knew no other home she did not want to leave the people of the quarter nor did she feel happy in going away from the white folks particularly the young mistresses who had always been so kind to her she had also some vague yearning of heart to be close to her mammy's grave rough as it was and near also to grandpap's cabin where she roasted apples and potatoes on winter nights she looked around upon the familiar quarter the well-known people the row of cabins and strained her gaze far away to the rolling fields in the distance where the negroes like a swarm of crows were busy at their morning's work and as she gazed the whole landscape flushed with the bloom and beauty of the risen sun then the wild pealing horn called the sons of toil from their morning hour's work to their frugal breakfast Rady's little heart began to beat in its narrow limits as the word sold wrote itself there and broke through her comprehension with all its horrors she started quickly after her master and with the freedom of a petted slave caught hold of the skirt of his coat colonel williams turned suddenly round and there crouching on the earth at his feet was the hunchback child she held up the money which he had given her and in a sweet tremulous voice asked massa why has you sold me i has not behaved bad as de boys did dat you sold last year I doesn't steal nor tell lies. Is it because I's lazy? I do all de work they gives me to do. I'll do more. I'll go into de fields. I'll plant and pick de cotton. Please don't sell me. I doesn't want to leave the old place. Mammy is buried here, so I wants to be when I dies. I wants allers to live here. 
the stranger and colonel williams were much moved they did not venture to speak to the child but tried to get away from the sound of her plaintive cries when the negroes drew around their morning meal and learned that Rady was sold they were unhappy and refused to eat anything they looked sorrowfully at one another and turned away from their untasted food poor Rady! exclaimed the old negroes as they shook their heads in mournful discontent we shall not hear any more of her sweet songs in the evening time the young mistresses came to Rady with kind gifts and kinder words they told her with tears in their eyes how sorry they were to part with her how good they knew she had been and how much they wished their papa would allow her to stay words and acts like these softened the blow to the unfortunate child and strengthened her for the coming trial she looked up smilingly through her tears as she said to her young mistresses please not to cry for me god is good and the preacher says he is everywhere so i shall not be far from the old plantation when she was starting away each of the negroes brought her some little gift such as cotton handkerchiefs old ribbon-ends bright-coloured glass beads or autumn berries dried and strung on threads for neck ornaments each of these humble little tokens possessed an individual interest which touched some spring in Rady's little heart when the hour of separation came she had nerved herself to the highest courage of which she was capable she took leave of each of the slaves all of them calling down the blessings of god upon her life an old lame negro man whom the slaves addressed as grandpap hobbled from his cabin on a broken crutch to utter his farewell good-bye Rady, he began and his voice choked with emotion good-bye little Rady, and may the good lord be with you him dat cares for de poor de lowly and de despised up yonder wave far and high up there is a god dat loves all his childrens alike it doesn't care for the color of their skin or the quality of their hair in his sight wool is just as good as de fair straight hair he loves de heart and looks straight and deep into dat and cares for nothing else never you be afeard Rady. him will take care o you and all such as you because he loves dem dat he smites and afflicts now he didn't break your poor little back for nothing him has him's eye upon you you is a lamb o de fold that de great shepherd will go far and long to look arter him hold you in the holler ob him's hand and he'll keep you there mind what i tell you good-bye Rady. god bless you allers trust him member my last words that is allers trust him look to him and he'll never forget you as he uttered these words in a slow oracular manner he brushed a tear from his eye with the back of his old hard hand and looking tenderly toward the child his lips moved slowly and the words seemed to melt unheard in the thin morning air he turned from her and hobbled off in the direction of his cabin 
the other slaves were more passionately demonstrative in their farewells but little rady bore up with a beautiful and proud composure the new owner proved very kind to the gentle little creature but her heart had received a blow from which it could not recover the master took her to new orleans intending to have her taught music that she might make money for him but the poor child pined for de old plantation and de old folks at home the kind people my people as she fondly called them with whom she had been brought up in the great city of new orleans she was literally lost she missed the free country air the green trees the sweet singing birds the fields blooming with early flowers the meadows and the running brooks it was easy to see that the little hunchback was not happy she grew thinner and thinner and her voice lost its flexible sweetness its clear and liquid roundness of tone at last she fell away to a mere skeleton then sharp burning fever set in and little rady was taken down to her bed day and night in the delirium of fever she raved for de old plantation and her own people the new master promised when she got better to take her back to her old home at least for a little while but alas she never grew any better she faded slowly away until one evening just at sundown in the gay city of new orleans little rady breathed her last just before she died she lifted her head from the pillow and resting on her hand she pointed eastward saying over there is de old plantation don't you see how pretty and nice it looks dar is all de peoples at work how busy dey is but i's not gwine there i doesn't want to any more there up there is god's plantation and it is better afar there is no slaves there but all is free and happy loving friends and it is there that i wants to go and i hopes that all de plantation folks will come to me and so little rady died from the new york independent end of rady recording by rhonda fetterman